Welcome to the Funky Cold Hoops Podcast. Let's do it. Brought to you by Prism, the makers of the disputable take. Here is your host, Matthew Medina. Welcome to the Funky Cold Hoops. I'm your host, Matthew Medina. This is part of the Prism Network. This is our basketball and basketball culture. And I mentioned culture for a reason. Podcasts. We'll get to the culture part later on. Talk a little business. Uh, but we're going to talk about conference semifinals first. Um, you can listen to us. Like I said, this is part of the Prism Network. Before we get started on our analysis, um, you can listen to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and um, Google Play. This is what happens when you have an iPhone. You forget Google Play. Um, we have a lot of subscribers already, so we wanted to just give you guys a shout out. Appreciate it there. Uh, tell your friends about us. That's the best way to get uh, get our name out there. Uh, we're hoping to take this place take this to bigger and better places so again thanks for all those who are subscribing and listening um but this is the basketball one we have a couple we have another show on here um proper blokes that's where we talk proper football soccer to those uninitiated but this is hoops i love hoops and we're gonna get started right away let's go ahead let's dive right into this uh conference semifinals, and we're gonna start with the series that's already over we're gonna talk Cavs sweeping the raptors okay now we all saw this coming Although my friend swears he knows a guy who said the Drakes were going to win in seven. So to that, um, I should have had this ready, but give me two seconds here. This is what I say to anybody who thought that the um, uh, who thought that the Raptors were going to win. Come on now. Uh, in all seriousness, if you thought the Warriors were going to win this series, you're not watching basketball. There's just no way. They had no shot. They have no advantage, maybe at coach, maybe. I like Dwayne Casey, but, you know, and I don't know how good of a coach Ty Lue is. You know, he has LeBron, which makes it easier and harder sometimes. Um, but that's about it. That's the only advantage they had. They had LeBron. They had Kyrie. They had Kevin Love. They had home court advantage. They have better players. They have more players. They're a better team. I mean, the Raptors had no shot so at all. I mean, it was a miracle they were leading at any at any point in Game Four. Um, so I don't, I don't. There's no breaking down the X's and O's. You knew they were going to lose. You knew it. Come on now. Um, really, the story out of this series is what's going to happen in the off season in the summer. Uh, like DeMar DeRozan said, it's going to be a long summer. Um, DeRozan, speaking of DeRozan, he wants to keep the band together. Yeah, like he mentioned, he said, you know, it's hard to break out on a team who's won back-to-back 50 games, 51 seasons. Ibaka wants to stay in Toronto, of course, and the max contract that comes with it. And I'm sure Lowry, Lowry would like to stay also getting a brand new max contract in the range of $200 million. Um... I don't know what you do with this team. My my real thought here is, is is how do you roll them out again? Because this isn't like the Dallas Mavericks a couple years ago where people were like, oh, you know, they could just... That team kept evolving. They kept adding new pieces. Um, this team is kind of capped out. There's no free agents there that are like potential buyouts that, that are going there. Um, they don't have, I mean, this, this is, 
in the last two series, in their last two playoff series against the Cavs, they've gone 8-2. And, and they're getting further and further away. So, you know, this team is who they are. You know, they need a dynamic wing player who can actually hit threes. DeMar DeRozan can't shoot threes. Um, we'll, we'll talk about that in just a second. Um, they don't have rim protection. Um, you know, you traded for Ibaka. You traded pieces away. And, uh, you know, obviously, if you're the Raptors, you say, yeah, we can trade that piece away. We gave up Terrence Ross in a late first-round pick. Yeah, but you guys kind of draft well. So that first-round pick is valuable to you because it doesn't cost that much money. And you guys usually nail your picks. But Abaka just isn't that good enough. I've never been a real huge fan. He's not a rim protector. He gets weak side blocks. You know, anybody can get weak side blocks when you're 6'10", you can jump. I don't think he's a rim protector. He's not a great rebound. Never been a great rebound. He's not a great scorer. I mean, he's a, at worst, like at best case scenario, excuse me, he's a fourth banana. You know, I like Kyle Lowry, but, you know, I can't deny all, what I've seen either. Like, in the last, you know, in the couple last couple playoffs, he's not been good. He's disappeared, and the, the stats show it. I'm a big, let me see some data, and let me, let me make an opinion based off data. And the data says that he's not good. He's just not that good in the playoffs. And I don't like, I don't want to be that guy that comes out and says, yo, this guy's just not a baller. You know, that's not who I want to be, but... It is what it is right now. He's just not good in the playoffs. So, um, you know, I want him to figure it out, but he's also not a spring chicken either. He's 31 years old. Um, Father time is undefeated. So, and like I mentioned, DeRozan can't shoot threes. He's their best player, and he can't shoot threes in a three league. Like, they need him to shoot threes, and he can't hit threes. Like, he really, he needs to look at himself in the mirror and say, what am I going to do this offseason? Am I going to stay in the gym <clears throat> all summer and hit threes and just practice threes and make threes? That's what he needs to do. So, Damari Carroll got a fat contract a couple years ago. He hasn't done anything to earn that contract since he's been there. Um, you know, my opinion, I think you have to blow this team up. You can't, you can't rule that team out there. It's not – they have really good fans. I think they have enough equity with their fans. It's not like a, a Memphis scenario where Memphis kind of has to keep rebuild, you know, keeping the pieces and just adding a piece here and there, because you know that's not a, a hotbed for NBA. You know, let's not let's let's not be stupid. So they need to sell out tickets and stuff like that. So that's why they keep rolling out a, a, just a good team, not an awesome team, and not blowing it up. So that stuff matters. That's what I've heard from you know various podcasts and news sources. There, that's what Memphis does. Kind of what they do. It's like, hey, we need to to sell season tickets so you know we'd rather be good and make a playoff round than be terrible and have nobody show up so i don't think toronto would have that problem people not showing up i think they've built enough equity there with their fans i would i would blow it up you know i don't know what to do there but i don't get paid millions of dollars to figure it out so good luck as for their opponents the Cavs, well i mean they're doing exactly what i thought they were going to do i thought they would go through the east I will say this, though. They do have a semblance of a defense, which they didn't have during the regular season. Uh, I, I still don't see too many defenders on this roster. Though. LeBron and J.R. Smith, yeah, you know, Thompson and, and Shump, but but that's it. You can't roll those three. I, I mean, I guess you could with LeBron. I mean, you could do anything with LeBron James. DeMar DeRozan said, if we had LeBron James, we'd win the series. Well, well duh, DeMar. Everybody, anybody who has LeBron James not playing the Warriors is going to win a series. So, um you know, speaking of the Warriors, I like them coming, you know, <laughs> we're going to transition right there. Um, 
they look good at 3-0. I'm recording this tonight. They're going to play uh, game four. As a matter of fact, I'm just putting it on right now. I was watching the Yankees. Yankees look good, by the way. Should give baseball a chance, by the way. Ba- Yankees are good. Give it a shot. Um, but I think they're going to finish them off. Um, love the Jazz. Like what they're doing. They don't have no firepower. They really don't. Uh, the best part is the Warriors have not had everyone. The best part, if you're a Warriors fan, is they haven't exactly had everybody light it up, so to speak, at the same time. Like, the day they get all these guys lined, like, on the same page, dropping, you know, three raining threes on everybody, like, it's over. Um, you know, good luck. Let's see. Oh, I guess the game's on TNT. Yeah. Okay, good. Um, you know, the... They, they're the ceiling for this team is unreal. Steph, Clay, and Katie could literally score ninety combined just in three, like easily. Not like, not like they have to strain to get it either. It's just they could just do it because they're that good. Um, they're gonna be moving on. They're gonna be waiting. They're gonna be waiting the winner of you know. Again, I don't want. There's not too much to talk about here. It's, you know, Durant's been really. good. I mean, they're good. You, hello, you guys know that we're not dumb. You watch the games. You know what's up. So. They're awaiting what I think is the weirdest series ever. Um, This Spurs-Rockets thing, it's tied at 2-2. And, you know, I have no idea kind of where to go with this. I don't know who has a leg up in this series. It's been blowout after blowout. Kawhi's been the only consistent. Um, And really, it looks like whenever he gets help from the bigs, uh, when they play good, they win. When they don't, they lose. Uh, and with Nene out for the rest of the playoffs, it was just uh, that was announced today. You know, it's going to be a lot easier for them to operate in the paint. You know, something tells me Clint Capella can't play 48 minutes. You know, he's not the White Howard circa 2010. Um, so I, I, I think I thought the Spurs were going to win this series initially. After game one, I was like, wow, Rockets look really good. And then they smoked him in game two, and I said, mm, that's what they should do. Let's watch game three. Then they blew him out in game three, and you're like, hmm. Then they got blown out in game four. So I don't know what the analysis of this game is. You know, it's just how are you supposed to figure out when the one constant is Kawhi Leonard? It literally, This series is literally – this is what happens. If the Rockets make shots, they're going to win. If the Spurs play, the Spurs bigs play good, they're going to win. And that's really what it comes down to. I mean, because James Harden, um, man, he had a lot of turnovers. You know, his turning the ball over is coming back to, to bite him in the butt a little bit this series because the Spurs have a really good defense. Um, but, he, he, you know, he dropped 43 the other day, and they lost. So, like, there's no rhyme, reason, consistency Aside from Kawhi, there's no way to look. Like, even when you listen to Charles and, and those guys break down the series, they're kind of like, you know, or EJ asked him, like, hey, who's going to win this series? And Chuck said, whoever wins game five. So, like, even they are kind of, like, perplexed. And and the thing that throws us off is I think one of the things that we've, we've noticed here is that the Spurs are kind of playing iso ball, which is just not Spurs-like. So it's really weird. This is a weird series. And... I guess it'd be better if the games were even close at least, but it's one of those, you know, Rosilla was talking about it today. The playoffs have been kind of terrible, except for the last years, and we'll go to that one in a minute here. 
the playoffs have been terrible, a lot of blowouts. And he's like, I'm just ready for Warriors Cavs part three. And I'm kind of ready for it too. But I like I like the journey of getting there. But when the journey is this weird and like when you think you watch basketball and you know basketball and you and you watch this, you're like, well, this just doesn't make any sense. And it kind of goes back to one of the things that Colin always talks about. It goes the ad the, the fact that the three point shot matters so much nowadays. If you're one of the downsides of the three point shot is if you're making them, the game's a blowout. As a fan, you know it's a blowout, and you don't want to watch it. The pro- there's also detriment though. If you start taking too many of those shots and you miss them, you're gonna get blown out. Cause then what it does is it leads to long rebounds. And long rebounds lead to instant fast breaks, easy buckets, defenses and set, you know, guards finishing sixty percent of the rim because there's nobody there. So there's a catch twenty two with three point shots. Yes, you should take them. You should take a lot of them. But you know, if you're starting to miss them all, you gotta op- you gotta change. Like that's why you, that's what makes the Warriors so great. Like if you really think that all they do is shoot threes, you're not watching what they do. The Warriors attack you at all three levels of the court. Jalen Rose always talks about the geometry of the court. They space the court the the best, but it's because they can attack all three points of the court the best. They can start. They can attack the rim. They finish at the rim. Great. They all have mid-range games, and they all shoot well from three. So, like, you can't really say, oh, pick your poison, because they can beat you anywhere. I mean, they have the best mid-range shooter probably in Kevin Durant. They have the best three-point shooters in Steph and Clay. They have they, all those guys finish at the rim. They have Draymond. I mean, they have everybody who just can shoot a mid-range shot, too. So, like, that's what I don't like about the the, the Rockets, you know, Yes, they get to the rim, they shoot free throws, and they hit threes. But what I love about the Warriors is what separates them, which is why I think the Warriors are going to get to the finals and win it. It's like I just mentioned, they can attack all three levels of uh, of the half-court game. I mean, all facets of the game are open to the Warriors. You want to run, they can run. You want to play slow, they can play slow. You want to defend, they can defend. You want to have an offensive shootout, outshoot us, have fun. You know, the the Rockets, their defense isn't as bad as some people say. But if the Rockets don't make threes, they're done. They're done, cause James, yeah, I, they're just done. I don't, I like them, but you know, we'll see. Uh, and then finally, we come to the most interesting series in the semifinals. Um, these teams hate each other. We are all benefiting from it. Now I know there's been some blowouts, but it's been a. This is a weird blow. I think it's been fun blowouts, if that makes any sense. Uh, let's just go right to the Kelly Oubre thing real quick. Let's get it over with. Shouldn't have been suspended. He shouldn't also, though, he shouldn't have charged at him and created the opportunity to be suspended. You know, whatever. NBA's got to do these things to, to you have to, you have to nip the little ones in the butt so that it doesn't become a bigger problem. So I get it. I didn't like it, but I get it. But fortunately, it didn't hurt the Wizards as they blew out, blew them out with a devastating 26 0 run. John Wall did John Wall things. Um, if you take out his first nine shots where he was 0 for 9, and I get it, you can't take it away because they were there. He went 8 of 15 the rest of the game, 12 assists, controlled the game. You know, outside LeBron in the East, he's the he's the second player dominating the playoffs um, in the Eastern Conference. Having said that, because I love what John Wall's doing. I love John Wall. I think he's fantastic. You know, he's top five-point guard in the league. 
and he's really good. He's having a great playoff series, or good playoff run. I really feel like the Wizards probably lost their opportunity to win this series. I picked them to win it. They're going to look back and look at game two and say, we should, if they don't win this series, even if they win this series, let's say they win this series in six or seven, you have to look at it as a missed opportunity to get some rest. And you're going to need all the rest you can get before you beat play LeBron. They had game two won multiple times. And my friend gets mad at me because I said the refs, the refs did affect that game in a way. I thought John Wall wasn't getting calls. You can't. The Wizards aren't a team that sh- they, they they don't shoot a lot. I mean they they do, but they don't. If that makes any sense. They get to the rim a lot. They have a lot of guys trying to finish at the rim, and you can't tell me they they need to be you know outshot at the free throw line by that much and by that margin in game two. So that was a little iffy. They had that game won multiple times. There was like two minutes left, two or three minutes left in the game. They went up. They did like a seven nine zero run. And they were up by like six points, and they couldn't hold it. They're going to look back, and if they lose that series, it's because they lost game two. They had that game in the bag, and they should have won it. Um, It's going to haunt them, I think. I think they're going to lose this series, and I don't like saying that. I don't want to be the guy who says, oh, why are you going back on your pick? I'm like, well, I'm going back on my pick because this is what I see. I, they should, They should win this series. They are a better team. But, man, that, that game two loss. And you have to give them credit because they bounced back game three and four strong and won. And they did what they were supposed to do, win at home. But, man, if they lose this series, they're not going to be able to sleep this summer because of game two. And my if I was Scott Brooks, which would be awesome because I'd be making a lot of money. Um, if I was Scott Brooks, you have got to sell this team that game five is do or die. This is game. You have to tell them that game five is game seven. They have to win the next two games. I don't think, I don't think they're good enough. Let me rephrase it. You take John Wall out, and I would take Marching Gortat out because he's been part of a team that won game seven in Boston. You take Gortat and John Wall out. I don't think those other guys who I really like are good enough mentally, strong enough mentally to go into Boston and win game seven. You have got to be mentally strong to win Game 7 in Boston. They are a hostile crowd. It will be intense. There will be liquored up. You know, you've got to have a certain mentality to win that series. And I think John Wall is good enough to do that. I don't know if the team around him is will, is good enough to follow. So, we'll see. It's been fun series. Just to watch, you know, the bickering going back and forth. Because at least it's been competitive for like three quarters out of every game. So you have to give them that. But um, I don't know, man. That game two loss. That game two loss is going to come back to bite them in the butt, I think. All right. So that's pretty much the X's and O's part um, of today's episode. We're going to talk a little business. We're going to talk a little business. And... You probably know where I'm going to be taking this. Um, Lamar, Lamar Ball, Lavar Ball, excuse me, Lamar. I think I'm getting ready for college football. Lamar Miller, Lavar Ball is. Um, I'm looking at what he's doing with his big bowler band or BBB. Now, I want to make sure I don't talk out of two ends of my mouth here. 
I totally respect what he's doing. I myself am an entrepreneur trying to grow my own brand. And maybe he's doing it the right way. Maybe maybe I should take a page out of LeVar Ball's book, you know, and say outlandish things like, LeBron James is the most overrated player in the history of the game. Maybe I should say stuff like that. You know, things I don't actually believe. But I like to think I have some integrity. And people respect honesty, I think. I really do. I know Stephen A's and the, the, the Skips and the Stephen A's and those shows, they get ratings. But I feel like those are empty ratings. I look at the TNT crew, and they have everybody watches their show. And what I like about their show is that it looks... There are some times I wish they were a little bit more buttoned up and they broke the game down a little bit more. Sometimes Shaq is a little too jokey. However, you can tell that whatever they say, whether it sounds outlandish or not, you look at Chuck. Chuck says some crazy things, I think, sometimes. But he legit believes what he's saying. Like There are some times when Stephen A. Smith says something or Skip Bayless says they're not They don't believe what they're saying. They're saying that because you're going to tune and say, what did he say? And you're gonna be, like, and you're gonna watch tomorrow to see what ne- what he says next. Charles Barkley, I feel, honestly believes what he's saying. And I'm using this because I look at Levar Ball, and I can't tell if he's serious or not. So there's a lot. I, I've seen a couple of his interviews. So like today, he was on the herd with Doug Gottlieb, right? There's a lot of things he said that I agree with. They like make they make a lot of sense. There's a lot of things he says that are crazy though. They're like, "What are you even thinking?" And I like and respect that he's trying to create a brand. Again, I'm trying to do the same thing. I like this is the part I love. I love that he's trying to make his sons money. Like this is what a father should do. Um, but I here's the flip side. Just because I've been in a corporate America, I've re- I've really been in corporate America my entire life for for job for job for a job. I worked at a mom and pop, you know, jewelry store for like four months. So you know, whatever. I I've been in corporate America. I get how business is done. You know, I've been on meetings. I've been taught by the best on how this is how this works. This is how this person gets this job. This is how the, that works. And I've actually, you know, I've. Showing, telling some people, like, this is what's going to happen, this is what's going to happen, this is what's going to happen. They're like, oh, how'd you know? I was like, well, I was trained to look for these things. So I, I see these things. And I like what he's doing, that he's trying to make a brand. And I like that he's kind of, like, giving pushback. I really respect that he's giving pushback to Under Armour and to Nike and to Adidas, saying, hey, my son is worth X because of, because of this. And we don't want just a regular deal. My son's not a regular son. We want this deal. We want this. We want that. We want to control this. We want to do that. And we want to do, you know, our way. I really respect that. However, I don't agree with, because it kind of comes off like, now again, it's hard to say because I'm not in the negotiating room. Like I'd love to be in, in on these, some of these negotiations just to watch and listen and observe and see if things that I think are true are actually happening, which I do think they are. So he comes off like as a person, like a, you know, he's he's, you know, big. He's a big personality. He's intimidating. I'm gonna tell you how it is. Blah 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 blah. But there's ways to do business. 
And I and you like to think there's not a racial tone in it because he is a black man going to white CEOs. You'd like to think that. So, but we're going to take that out because that that's a whole nother podcast. There's a way to do business, and I don't think I like the way he's doing business. We live in an era nowadays. Everybody wants it now. And I was raised differently. And maybe I'm just old-fashioned, and maybe it's me. Now, I totally believe in the work smarter, not harder. You know, if there's efficient ways, work efficient ways. But we've really come to, a, as a society, we live in a world where it's almost laughed upon to roll your sleeves up, put some gloves on, bring your lunch pail, and go to work. Like, that's laughed upon. And earning stuff. People just live in this world like, I should earn this now because I should, because I'm talented, because it should come to me. And it should be that easy. Why does it have to be that hard? Well, because it does. It has to be that hard. You have to work for some things sometimes. You've got to go out and earn it. So, um, you know, maybe, the, okay, so I get it. They were insulted by the low balling of the deal. Okay, that's fine. Sign a short deal. Do a two, three-year deal with these companies. If your son is as good as we all think he is, and as good as you put on in UCLA, then don't worry about it. There's something to be said for being the silent confidence. Don't play your cards. Say, keep your cards close to the vest. You know, is the vest or chest? I don't know. I think it's chest. I think it's, it's probably both, either one. Anyways, the point is, you cannot come out with a $500 shoe. That's bad business. And I don't want to hear, well, you know, it's the value of the shoe and this and that. But there's no demand for your shoe. That's how this country works. The, the economics of this country is supply and demand. You know why Steph Curry's are 150 bucks? Because that's what the demand is. And that's what meets the supply. You want to know why the Xbox One is 400 bucks? That's what the supply and demand meets. You know why there's sales? Because there's a surplus in, in supply. It creates demand. So, you know, there's no demand for, and I, th I actually kind of like the shoe, you know, to be honest with you. These people who are criticizing it on, like, Instagram and Twitter and stuff like that, like, internet guy, great, awesome. Like, if you're criticizing it, like, oh, that shoe looks stupid, blah, blah, blah. Well, that's because you're just saying that because you don't want to be the other guy who says it actually does look nice and look, you know, you know, you're not being bold. This is a nice looking shoe. And if you th if you don't think it is, then whatever. But I don't like the way he's doing business. You cannot go to these corporate guys and say, we want to do this, 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 and that. You've got to negotiate with them. It's give and take. You're entering in a partnership, a relationship with this company. And I don't like that it's like we're going to get all of our demands and we're not going to give up anything. Really? That's not how you do business. Business is give and take. What are you willing to concede and what are you going to hold steadfast on? You can't hold steadfast on everything. There has got to be things that you're willing to say, you know what? As long as we get this, I will concede that. It's called negotiations. And I don't think, you know, I don't I just don't I don't like that they have this mentality of I deserve it. I deserve it right now. And I've played exactly zero seconds in the NBA. Lonzo Ball. And I, he's all, from what all I read, he's a good kid. 
He and I have one thing in common. You want to know what that is? We've played the exact same amount of time in the NBA. Can you imagine if I go out there with a $500 shoe? First of all, I wouldn't even know how to get a $500 shoe. But second of all, it just it wouldn't it would never happen. I'd never sell a shoe. And I get it. He was on ESPN and all these channels playing college basketball. But he still played zero seconds in the NBA. He hasn't even played preseason. He hasn't even played summer league. You gotta, you gotta be strategic about this. So, and I, I just don't like the way that we're gonna do it. And if it pays off, hey, more power to you. But I just think there's a way to do business, and I don't think they're doing business at all. I don't think I don't like the way they're doing business. It's not smart business to me, and I'm big on smart business. Negotiate, concede. Hold steadfast on certain things, but you know, whatever. I just everybody sees a small picture, and I I get that he's trying to say I see the big picture, but I don't think he is seeing the big picture. The big picture is make the deal now, get a decent contract, get your son some money. If your son blows up, everybody's gonna want to have his shoe, and everybody's gonna want to negotiate with him. You've got to create the urgency. There is no urgency when if if this if this brand tanks. And you go back to those companies, you know, say, hey, we'd like to go back into business with you guys. You're going to get even like the lowballing that you're going to get in that deal is going to be incredible because they're going to know that you're desperate now. So I don't know. Let's just see. Let's see how it works. You know, it'd be funny. It would be real funny if Lonzo comes out and comes out of the gate balling, no pun intended, um, and everybody wants his shoe then they were right but man that's a lot to risk in my opinion i don't know i don't know so i just think there's the right way to go about business and i don't like the way he's going about business my my opinion i like what he's doing i like the idea there's just certain ways on how to do it so there you go we're not always going to talk x's and o's we're going to talk business and you know culture and stuff like that so there you go my two cents uh again thank you for listening funky cold hoops this again this is part of the prism network uh, we appreciate all you guys who are subscribing. Um, we love it. Um, thank you so very much. Justification of what I'm doing. So, you know, thanks for all your support. Please subscribe. iTunes, Google Play, SoundClass. Just look up Phoenix Radio and Internet, and I'll take you straight to our page. Um, again, we're working on some other big things here, but we're going to get there. Um, we haven't even recorded 100 episodes yet, so usually it, that's how long it takes to even get into a, a smooth ride so again thank you for listening um we're putting a lot of work into this and again every time you know just major shout out to my brother-in-law matt who's producing all this getting the music ready getting everything recorded making it all sound good making me sound better than i probably really do sound so um thank you guys for supporting and it's really this is a testament to his work as well this is just my ideas writing stuff down uh, this is his hard work putting all the uh, technical stuff together. So thank you guys for supporting and listening. And as always, pod don't lie.